Hi, friend. Hi, friend. Are you ready? Ready for what? To level up. Okay, girl, let's get started. Hi, friends. Welcome to another <laughs> episode of Level Up with Rami and Alicia. We did this part. Go ahead. On today's episode, we'll be talking about horrible bosses and why people leave their job. Yeah, so basically, Raman and I have, at one point in our lives... I think everybody's had a horrible boss. Yeah. Whether it was when you were younger and it was a part-time job or, um, you know, whether you're in a full-time position and you hate your current boss, I feel like everybody at some point has hated their boss. And if you have had all good bosses, then either... Kudos to you. There's either something wrong with your bosses or something wrong with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah, so, you know, there's something obviously wrong with you if you don't, like, if you love your boss, right? Listen, we've had good bosses, bad bosses, and have you ever had those bosses that are undercover bitches, but yet they act nice to your face, but then they, like, undercover throw you under the bus to their VPs and directors, and then you're all of a sudden in shit? This sounds like a personal (laughs) experience. (laughs) at our company i know i know we have alicia and i have we went through a lot of bosses there actually you're right you know what okay i think okay so there's the type of employee that kind of goes through like one boss and you know when you change positions you change into the next boss and the courses and then there's those companies that me and alicia have kind of gone through where in the same role we have gone through maybe like five bosses in one year which was honestly at the time we were like is this even real right now this sounds ridiculous like we are in the same role and this restructuring is happening so much that we had a new boss every couple of months and it was almost like you have to build report with a new boss all over again and there was a point where we were like is this is there even a point yeah we were and you know what so Raman and I had we mentioned this before we started off on contract when we started at this company and then we got switched to another manager before we even got to get to go permanent. We mm-hmm. were really upset at the time because we were like, great, now we have to redo all this hard work we've done to reprove ourselves just to get permanent. And luckily, we, we lucked out. We were very out. lucky. He was amazing. Yeah. And God rest in peace. Like, you know, he, he did pass away. away last year. Um, but, you know, he was an amazing Boss. yeah he was he, such a sweet he was guy. probably out of in that company out of like the five bosses that we had he was one of the best right? he, was he was so chill he was so chill you know we was a had a team of like strong opinionated women yeah and he handled, handled it, it so well and remember those little looks he would do and then laugh after yeah. we would say something outrageous to him yeah um i remember at my first full-time job when i got out of school my first boss that i had was amazing she was somebody i saw myself as uh, as a mentor and i think when there comes a point in your age when you are looking at a boss you do want some sort of mentor you want somebody that you could learn from somebody you could grow with somebody who also wants to see you grow right you don't just want a manager um especially someone who can coach you you want a coach right um and this person was somebody i saw as a coach i'm like this is amazing to have this person as like my manager in my first full-time job that's amazing and then she got another job and she coached so well she left you know what and i remember the last conversation i had with her she's like i'm so confident in you and you know great things are coming your way and stuff like that and but then what happened was the new person that took over was not 
anywhere by means close to this person, right? Oh. So then it was like a complete switch. I went from like almost loving my job to kind of like dreading coming in because the new manager was so micromanaging, had different ways, like just, it wasn't like a coach or a mentor. It was just kind of like having a boss that just wants to see what you're doing and like kind of that. You know, yeah. so I kind of I feel like it impacted how much I liked my job because I went from feeling very proud in my role and very like enthusiastic and excited to like being like, oh my god, like I have to see this person again today. Oh, and, that's the worst. And you know, and it was just it wasn't. It I think it did impact me wanting to leave as well. As hard as it is. Yeah, I get that. You know. I didn't get a mentor and a boss till I left the company we worked with mm-hmm. at that job that the girl who interviewed me and then came back three months later to still take me with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked her. And, you know, she treated me so right, even though we were in two different provinces. Mm-hmm. She still made me feel like I was part of her team 100%, kept me in the loop, fully communicated with me. Whenever shit was going down, what was coming next, I was never surprised in my position and yet we were so far from each other. Yeah. And she taught me so much that I've carried on now to my next position because of her. She taught me. And, you know, I really looked up to her because she was a very strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. And she had great fashion sense. <laughs> but she was also such a cutie pie. Like, she would even come to Ontario to see her family and call me up and be like, hey, let's go for lunch. Aww. And, like, take me out to dinner and lunch when I was there. And even ask me, like, she even gave me advice as a manager to say, well, you just got married, so you really should, like, find time to have babies. Because, like, that's one thing I didn't do. And I think you need to make that a priority. And I thought Aww. that was really nice coming from a manager. Yeah. Because most managers wouldn't even touch that topic especially like you never would think a male manager saying that to their female subordinate yeah but she was female yeah that's what i'm saying like you would yeah like and it's unfortunate right because you would never see like a male uh manager and and, oh i hate to say this but i have never seen a male manager say this and i've had male and female managers to be like oh you just got married and take some time or whatever the case is so basically my thing is this though Talking about horrible bosses, can we talk about the fact that you just brought up a male manager and like, as a woman, we don't just have periods. Mm-hmm. As a female, we have so many issues and the reason I say this is because I'm around women right now in my organization mm-hmm. that are going through more than one thing. One is possibly going through menopause. One is dealing with something called fibrosis mm-hmm. and I'm dealing with PCOS. So, you don't have normal day issues. Yeah. Like everyone else from all three different things we're going through. You Mm -hmm. can have problems that last longer than normal women and stuff like that. Hormones are outrageous. We've talked about this. Mm -hmm. But the fact that how do you convey that message to a male manager that, hey, like, I've been on my flow for 30 days and I'm about to faint. I need to go home. How do you fucking say that? Yeah. Yeah. You can. I, I don't even think they would begin to understand, right? Or where unless, like, from. unless it's like an older manager, his wife is going through it, he's very like sympathetic and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just, and I do think like males just think like females have a period like five days and that's about it. It's like their time of the month. But yeah, like a situation where it's like, yeah, no, I've been bleeding for 30 days and I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated and I need a day off or whatever the case is or I'm not feeling well today I need to go home um I feel like if 
we were to go up to a male manager, I'd be like, I'm not feeling well today. I need to go home or um, say like, you know, we we can't even bring up the menstrual thing. No. We can't because then it's like seen as like, oh, women. A cliche. Yeah, it's a cliche. You're using it as an excuse and stuff like that. So but it's male, not a fucking excuse. Yeah. But it, like we said, it could be not just like a normal period. It could be like something bigger than that. It could be something that's not even period related. Pause some one. other. If you're out there and you're a male manager, I need you to go back and rewind and listen to our podcast that we talked about. Shark Week. Periods, periods are so underestimated. Please go learn about it because go listen to that before you finish listening to this. Yeah. And yeah. Educate just, yourself. Yeah. Females feel uncomfortable going up to male managers and talking about all this but stuff, right? Have you ever felt like you also can't go to a female and talk about this sometimes? Because they're uh, so like, you know, they're so like bitchy or like, oh, that's just an excuse you're using because they refuse to be part of the feminism crew and think they're higher up than you because they have that position okay the whole like a lot of the having the discussion about like okay there are different types of workers and i think that will be another podcast about there are workers that do kind of use this as an excuse every month like if you are okay if i was a manager and every month I'm hearing the same thing over and over again. I think, yeah, that would be a different story versus, yeah, if you are going through a situation that's like different than everybody else, right? And if you're having like a bad day versus like what you're having a bad day like every month at a certain point of time. Like I think I in that terms, there's there's different things I feel about that. Like if I were looking at it from a manager perspective, because you got to understand, like, they're just looking at productivity. But in terms of, yeah, I, I feel like we're not 100% all no. the time. And, you know, we do have those days. And in terms of... <laughs> <laughs> You're moving too much. Yeah, and you were... I'm trying to were... focus. <laughs> oh, my God, that was so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was too I'm funny. doing really great. Continue. You're doing really great. You're doing really great. <laughs> this is what happens when you you drink and you do podcasts guys um but i mean i feel like okay so this was a statistic that i saw i don't even know how many years ago so to be honest i don't know if this is the 2021 stats so don't quote me on it but i do recall the number one reason why people leave their job is because of their manager it's not because of their pay it's not because of like a work environment. It is literally their manager who will dictate whether you have a good work experience or not. Okay, I have an example that I am an example. Do you remember where we were together? Mm-hmm. Our boss took a leave. Yeah. And then another boss came. Bitch, yeah. you some bitches. Yeah. And then I left. Yeah. And my uh, that boss had pulled me aside and said, why are you leaving? Are you leaving because I left and yeah. you weren't happy? Yeah. And I said, yes, 100%. And she's like, had I stayed during that time, would you have stayed? I'm like, most likely. Mm. Absolutely. And you know what? Okay, like I said, Alicia and I in this one company went through like 5 million and one bosses. And, you know, there was there a There were so point. many different rules, And women. it's so crazy because, okay, so Remember there was Remember she a- naked us because we came 10 minutes late and then we're yeah. leaving at normal time? That was stupid. That but was just we, silly. Like, we're all But we used to work adults. through lunches sometimes and yeah. things like that. Like, come on. Yeah. The it- job is done. The job's done. 
Honestly, um, I think you do come to an age where you figure out what kind of boss you want and what kind of work environment you want. I feel like, yeah, we were young and we put up with that shit where it was like, yeah, um, we literally came in like 10 minutes late and then we, you know, still left on time and they made such and a big fit about it. And they pulled us aside, guys. They pulled us aside because we did this. And that is just micromanaging the, and nobody likes a micromanager. The department nobody. was empty. Exactly. Um, everybody quit it's eventually there. It's not like there. we were the first people to walk out the door that day. Yeah, absolutely. And we um, we were just baffled. We yeah. were just like, we're adults. Uh, we get our work done. And like, you know, why does it matter? And I think like now I am at an organization that doesn't look at timestamps. Like what time did I start working? And what time yeah. am I signing off? It's just about like, am I getting my work done? Like, and I remember when I joined my current organization, I did ask, I was like, how does hours work? Because we were working from home. I had no idea. Like, what is this new, like, what are the new norms, right? From working from home, do I have to sign on? Do I have to sign off or whatever the case is? And she was like, we're all adults. Like, exactly. you know, to get your work done, like, as long as you get work done, we're fine. Yeah. And I thought that was so amazing. And I think that's part of the reason I do like my job. But sorry, back to like, that role we were in where we okay, so this is the weird thing. We had one boss that we liked. But her boss was bad. And it impacted her. Yeah. And in the long term, impacted us. Yeah, it did. Right? Which was also, like, such a fucked up trickle effect. Yeah, it was. And it was really unfortunate that that yeah, happened. Yeah, very unfortunate. We even had a boss that we thought we were going to like, and then was a little too honest, to the point that this boss, I liked her. We had a relationship outside of work because we would talk. But the thing about her was that I didn't appreciate, because I was raised to be opinionated. Mm-hmm social butterfly mm-hmm. and still get my job done but she frowned upon that with us if you remember that because you're the same way yeah she frowned upon us and had said oh the new place you're going to make sure you don't act like the way you do here yeah remember that oh my god that pissed me off because guess what i'm exactly who i am there i am here and my boss doesn't walk in and be like oh you're chit-chatting or whatever my boss will like join the conversation yeah absolutely so we had very interesting, interesting bosses. bosses at that company and such a different dynamic like we had a chill boss we had a good boss we had a bad boss we had Macro like managers. the crazy boss but um judgmental bosses judgmental bosses so the bottom line is guys like we were together in a group of four women that were part of each team we always followed each other like we were always put in the same teams mm-hmm. and we would sit amongst each other but we would also like help each other so have you ever felt like, you know, yeah, we all work from home, but I'm sure, do you ever miss ever going to an office space and working and bouncing ideas off of another person, though? No. I feel like I would miss that, because sometimes I feel like I need to bounce an idea off of someone. I never want to go into a workplace ever oh my in my life okay. again. So, Roman is full-time <laughs> home. I'm part-time home. But I like sometimes going in and chit-chatting during this pandemic, because, like, it kind of helps me bounce ideas off, and we used to do that amongst mm-hmm. us four. And they used to take that as a sign of socializing, mm-hmm. not working. And yeah. you need breaks. There's work-life balance. And I feel like they didn't know that as a corporation. And while we're talking about horrible boxes, let's talk about the fact that we bring horrible bosses from the U.S. to Canada that have no education 
on human resources because that's something that is not looked upon. HR between U.S. and Canada is very different. Well, they don't even have a fucking certificate program there for it. Mm. You're just, oh, you're a personnel. That's what it's called in the U.S. It's very different. It's it's just like their HR business partner. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That and personnel. Yeah. It's very different. Um, Having, I work for the U.S. right now. And um, occasionally, you know, I get looped in on the Canadian emails and the Canadian PVPs and stuff like that. And there is, like, a big difference between, like, how uh, the Canadian PVPs and the U.S. PVPs handle kind of the situation or the business or, like... They're a lot more lenient or they can be really bitchy, like, one or the either. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a completely different process. And, yeah, it's like a culture shock, right? When you do have... Like, for example, right now I have... um, this is very interesting because I report into my boss who is in Canada and uh, is supporting like Canada and US, but like primarily Canadian payroll. But the person I work with is like my US boss and she's in Miami and you know, such a chill personality. Because she lives and, in Miami, bro. Oh my it's God. always sunny. Well, she's from New York originally Aww. and she lives in Miami now. Sunshine and days. And honestly, like, she has such a chill personality. And it's so weird. Like, the two personalities of the bosses are so completely different. One is very, like, on top of everything, wants to kind of know, like, everything and be in the loop of everything versus the U.S. boss that's very, like, you know, um, as long as kind of things get done, like, I'm okay with that, right? Um, So it is a very different dynamic. I would say, yes, I do like working with my U.S. boss a little bit more because... There is that chill factor. I think employ as employees, we want freedom and accountability. Yeah. I think I can speak on behalf of... We want to be trusted of, as adults. Nobody wants to be like, oh, you came in at 9, 10, not 9 o'clock. Because let's be honest, all of us must work past the time we're supposed to work most nights. Some nights we, we have to put in home. extra time. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I hate when people do that. I don't think that's fair. Or, like, you should only have a half an hour lunch. Yeah, absolutely not. Or even, like, the bosses that are just, like, time watchers. I just don't understand. If you're a time watcher boss, you're really not doing anything for your employees. Like, I understand if your employee is coming 30 minutes late every day. But if your employee, 99% of the time, is coming in on time, and then there's that one day that they're coming in later, and they didn't explain why they're coming in late. Like, it's okay. I've been late. You have to treat your employees like adults. Yeah, well, I've been late all week. Mm. (laughs) Uh um i've been late all week this is ocd at its finest this is really funny guys alicia's dad just came in and i was having an ocd moment but we appreciate it yeah yeah okay um so basically (laughs) i came in late all week was your boss like why no i sent her voice notes i'm like i'm running late this is why it's yeah. a different excuse for every reason. Joke. But it's fine. Whatever. She knows I'm not we usually late. We all do it. Haven't you seen the meme? It's and like, I'm running mean, late okay, and the no. late is the Starbucks line. But listen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That used to be me at our job. But can I be real for a second? I was late this week and then today, like, she's like, like leave. Let's leave. And I'm like, I was late. She's like, so? And I'm like, okay, bye. Yeah. She's like, you didn't even take a lunch. I'm like, yeah, I didn't have time. She's yeah. like, go. And I'm like, all right, I'm out. Bye. I think, um... I think everybody thinks they can be a boss, but not everybody has the boss <gasps> qualities. And, okay, so I really appreciate about this manager. 
you know, she never says, like, I'm her subordinate or anything. My employee. She says, my colleague. Aww. I respect that. I respect that, too. Yeah. Like, you know, kudos to you to take me as an equal, even though you're at a higher position. Or, like, you say, my team member. Or, you know, this is so-and-so. She's a part of my team. Yeah. Or something like that. You don't say, like, oh, I'm her manager. Or my employee. My employee. This is my employee. Yeah. Or my subordinate. Absolutely. Do people use the word subordinate anymore? I hope not. Yeah. Can you imagine? I hope not. But I mean, like, I I do think as a manager, I mean, okay. So I don't know if you've thought about this before. I have thought about this. Like if I were a manager, what kind of manager mm. would I be? Right. Um, and I think like I take qualities of managers that I really liked and I appreciated. And like what you said, like qualities like treating your team members as equal and adults and responsible. Because I think you be reflect how we like being treated the most so when i think about myself as an employee my favorite jobs or my favorite positions where is where i did feel autonomy and i did feel like um i'm not getting micromanaged or somebody's not time watching me so i feel like that's how i feel the most accomplished and that's the type of manager that i want to be but like i said like thinking that you're gonna be a good manager and being a good manager are like completely two different things and Okay, so that's going to bring me to my next point. But at my previous job, do you remember I was managing the admins here mm-hmm. in eastern Ontario? And my thing with them at first was, I don't know. They were kind of happy that I came into place because they thought I was going to fix everything. Yeah. Which I ended up fixing and making it more productive. But do you know what they were missing the entire time? Hmm. was just communication. Everyone from Calgary would only send them an email. They would not pick up the phone and have a two-second conversation with them. And as yeah. soon as I did that and showed them that appreciation, I started showing up at each location every week to mm. make them feel more comfortable. And they appreciated that Like even creating more. a connection, right? That too. And then I even opened up the doors to say, like, this was my thing I used. I used, and I would probably use this if I become a manager. I would, I said, okay, what stays in Vegas happens, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this is your moment. Yeah. You need to vent it out. Go for it. Nobody needs to know about it. You need to tell me something. It happens now in the next five minutes. It never happened again. Mm-hmm. Treat this as your Vegas. That was my office. And they did. A lot of them did. A lot of them would come in and like pour their hearts out. No. And they felt so much better after because they're like, we never had someone here to listen to us. Because it was such a man-dominated world that they were so happy. And they're like, you handle the men so well. Yeah. And... You know, the thing is, I think with men, it's tricky. But with women, it's even bitchier because you're a woman as yeah. well. And that's the part that pisses me off because we're all in the same line yeah. to do the same fucking thing. Yeah. So why do women act like men when they shouldn't? I think because women feel like when they are in a powerful position or in a higher up hierarchy position, they feel like they have to prove themselves. And I do think it's true. I do think women in a managerial position feel like they have to prove themselves more than men because you have to prove that you earn to be in this position and that you could almost, I don't want to say this, but do as good as a man would do. Okay, so I have a VP right now. Holy fuck, is she brilliant. She's actually a very brilliant VP for HR. Yeah. She's in a doggy-eat-dog world because it's all men on the leadership team. And can I tell you, she's a hardball. But I respect her so fucking much. She reminds <laughs> me of my mom. Because she tells you how it is. Yeah. But she will also fuck up anyone that fucks with her team. <laughs> because if they're wrong... So I, I'm new to her. Yeah. She... Someone tried to fuck with me. She was CC'd on the email. 
And she didn't even call me to ask me the story because she knew that wasn't the story. And I don't know how. Gave me the benefit of the doubt and fucked that person up. And I was honestly so thankful to know that someone so strong and high up had my back. No matter how it made her look. And that's one thing about her I respect. That she's all for her team. Yeah. Make As long as we make her look good, she's also going to always have her back. But she doesn't fuck with anyone. And like they can't fuck with her. And people, you know what? She she gets bad cop. And that's the shit that pisses me off about women. Yeah, that's what I feel. I feel like like women in higher up positions get played as the bad cop. But they're not. Because if a man was fucking doing it. They're just being sturdy and on point. And, you know, sticking to their decisions. And I feel like, yeah, like what you were just about to say that if it was a man doing it i don't think anybody would question that decision no. twice and it's like if a woman does it and now it's like oh she's a bitch yeah right? but there are the bitches. they are those together okay so the ones that aren't they don't possess any emotional intelligence okay so i have to talk about my last job about my boss that mm. i hated <laughs> yeah please sorry i didn't like hate her but she just was such she a robot. She led you robot. on. It was she like was... a fuckboy that would basically... And now she's leading somebody else on. So it's like the same situation. It's like history repeating itself. So guys, it's like a fuckboy that you're like... He's telling you he loves you. He loves everything you're doing. Your blowjobs are amazing. He's like, yeah, things are going great. It's going to lead to a great then relationship. Then you somebody else. Yeah, and then he's like, sorry... <laughs> I don't know where you thought this was going, but I it's think, over. And it's the same thing, like what we mentioned. As a manager, you want to coach a mentor. And then this last manager that I had, um, you know, she was, you know, I was interviewing for an internal position because I was on contract, made me feel like, oh, I had a chance and stuff like she that. She really did. And you know what? I should have known because this company, it basically, they don't just... I mean, they have to post their job because they have to give everyone an equal opportunity. And they like to say they're very diverse, but there was, like, no diversity. I was the only diverse person in there in the entire That's team. another podcast. Um, I was literally, like, the only brown person we need to talk about between that. a whole bunch of non-colored people. And she made me believe that, like, I had a chance and stuff like that. And I had my but hesitations. Hold on. You also followed up with her on numerous accounts. Numerous occasions. And this is why she was terrible. Because also she was such a robot. Like when you would talk to her, like you just did not know what she was thinking. I think she was a horrible boss in the sense of like she had no connection with her employees. Full poker um, face. She had poker face the whole time. So it made her seem snaky. Yeah. Like when I, when the whole thing happened, I was just like, I had one thing in my mind. I'm like, you're such a snake. You looked at me in my face with confidence and like, you know, and you were just the poker face. And the thing is, I should have known better because this company, they always slate people. But how so they could, always this already isn't your pick. Fault. No, it's not. And I love my job now. So but I don't even care. But you can't say then I should have known better because you were told one thing and led on. But that's what I'm saying. You have these snaky bosses that make you feel otherwise or they make you think otherwise. But, you know, um, companies sometimes already have a person for that position and they just, like this company, um, but they just have to post it to legally give everybody an equal opportunity but sometimes they already have a person in mind right and that was the case here and it was but she's such like a bitch yeah <laughs> i'm sorry no, i'm pretty pissed for you i remember how upset you were too yeah and you know what like everything happened for the better because i love my boss now and i love the company i'm at, i'm at and you know had that not happened i wouldn't have kind of reached where i am yeah. now but it's so interesting because i am still in contact with people there and they still have like that same feedback about that boss and how she's acting that way towards other people oh, and it's that, like bitch. 
Um, and you know what? I just feel like, like, <clears throat> she might be smart, but it doesn't make her a good boss. Yeah, definitely. Right? Like, it just, it literally, nobody likes her. So what kind of boss are you if nobody yeah. can even like you? And I don't think people have to like you as a boss, but they at least have to respect you. And if they don't even respect you, then... Then what's the point? Then you, you're a shitty boss. You are. And so, I, I think that brings us to that point. That if you are a boss or want to become someone who manages people, you really need to A, have emotional intelligence. You need mm-hmm. to be able to relate to others. And I think what people lack to do is put themselves in that other person's shoes. Had she put herself in your shoes, she probably would not have wanted to be treated that way. Absolutely. And so I think that's the first step. Let's have emotional intelligence, right? We're not saying put your feelings in business, but emotional intelligence is one thing. The second thing is having the courtesy to make sure you have a training plan and coaching plan. You should, like, I know a lot of shitty managers where I work right now where people are shocked that they're getting let go Yet we've asked the manager, have you spoken to this candidate, like your employee, and mm-hmm. told them and given them warning for given coaching? Them feedback. And do you right? know what they say yes to our faces? And then that <clears throat> employee will turn around, look at their boss, and be like, you told me I was doing great. Yeah. You told me I got the highest bonus out of everyone. And you feel bad for them because you're like, I can see this person doing this because A, they don't like confrontation. Yeah. Or B, they don't know how to coach someone because they have a personal relationship. So once again, you should not have feelings and business together yeah. because you need to know the division between that. If you're friends and you referred someone to work with you and you manage them, you should not set them up to fail because yeah. you bring their morality down. You make them feel like they are incapable of doing their job Mm -hmm. and then they feel discouraged and then they're demoted which is even more embarrassing for them like it's you make them look like a fool but at the end of the day they represent you to the higher up so i don't understand people's logic i i honestly i don't get it and i think it just comes down to sometimes people think they're doing great (laughs) but you know managers need feedback too this is why i don't know okay so there's two types of feedbacks right and there's one of the types of feedbacks where it's actually like your employees underneath you feeding giving feeding you (laughs) giving you feedback but it's not anonymous i've never had one have you ever been given um, an anonymous i have given i have done an anonymous one but what did your company imply it like did they give it to you yeah it was like um, it was like a survey that was sent out and um you had to like how they used to do in university yeah and okay this was the awkward thing Okay, let me tell you about the awkward thing about this survey, which I wasn't... Okay, this survey wasn't really the best survey because we're a team of, like, five people. And then you see the score, right? Because the manager sees the score. Say, like, four out of the five people have given someone the manager a five and you're that one person that has given the one. You know that there's somebody on your team that has kind of, like, given you the low rating right so i feel like companies also have to be very smart with how they do these kind yeah. of uh, feedback tests and they have to kind of make sure that it makes sense they so, can't trace it although back. it was good that this company had this program it wasn't the best one because then i felt pressure because i was like i don't want to be the one to give the low score because what if it gives down like my manager's rating but i fucking should have to be honest because she didn't deserve it you know what <laughs> and okay so I've never been given that opportunity. I've only ever been in a peer evaluation where yeah. a manager has asked me, what can I do better to serve you? What am I supposed to tell you? Because you've been taught your entire life, especially in the HR world, because it's all about networking and who mm-hmm. you know. You don't burn your bridges. Yeah. So now I'm supposed to fucking tell you that, um, by the way, I don't like you. 
that's the thing right everyone says don't burn your bridges so you have to keep a good relationship with your boss even if you don't like them and that's sadly like even when we have left companies we're all like we wish we could say fuck you yeah we wish we could be like fuck you but we're all like we wish you well. <laughs> like, I've had exit interviews. Thank and you. You have taught me a yeah. lot. A lot of bullshit. <laughs> exactly. Like, I've had exit interviews, guys, and I've never been able to be that honest because it's like, fuck, they're, this is what's going to follow me, and I can't do that. But then I've given exit interviews to other people, like, per, like mm-hmm. you know, um, conducted them, and damn, people can be honest. Yeah? We yeah. need to be more like those people. Customer service reps have no problem telling you how it is. Yeah, and they threw their manager under the bus. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and I feel like my department here, where I work, takes it very seriously. And yeah. then does do something about it. But I don't think a lot of people out there do. No, absolutely not. A lot of companies don't even do exit interviews, right? And yeah. how are they supposed to know their boss is the reason why you are leaving the company if they're not doing that exit interview? You and I, uh, the company that we left, Alicia and I prayed for an exit interview. We were like... We are ready for so this. So I literally left and Raman left two weeks later. We started the trend. Yeah. And literally did not get an exit interview. Did not even get like a proper goodbye or anything because they were so salty about us leaving. We had to go say our goodbyes yeah. ourselves to the To the VP of HR. Yeah. It's like, it was really weird because I was like, don't be salty. But remember I gave our business cards to everyone? Yeah. <laughs> They probably thought we left to go start our business. Probably, but I mean, I think like overall the lesson here is that, you know, your boss is going to kind of dictate whether you like your job or not. So choose your boss wisely. I feel like when you are looking for a job, I know especially me, I am also looking for what kind of boss am I going to have. I don't want the fucking micromanaging um up my ass all the time like what are you doing or where time have you come like i want to make sure like i'm treated as as an adult and there are questions that you can ask in an interview that will dictate like what kind of manager you're going to have or kind of give you more information about them i totally agree so you know what guys if you have a bad manager out there stick it through i hope you can tell try to tell them somehow because it's a tough position we want to hear your bad manager stories yeah (laughs) and you know i hope you get a better boss next time and remember if you're going to become someone who manages or becomes a manager please do better yeah yeah well thanks for listening if you're not already following us on um level up with raman and alicia on instagram (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Robin's like, oh, Alicia almost fucked that one up. No, guys, I got it. And um, if you want to share your story with us, please email us at RaminandAlicia at gmail.com. Thank you. That was well done. Well done. She almost fucked it up. Almost. But I'll give it to her. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you have a great day with your boss. Bye. Bye.